stories. We all have them. They're the compilation of your journey from where you started to how you ended up where you are today. Titanium Blonde is all about sharing women's stories. The good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, and everything in between all of that. I'm Sherry Eckert. This is Titanium Blonde Talks. And I'd like to know, what's your story? Hello, and thank you for joining me today for another episode of Titanium Blonde Talks. We are back this month with another special episode on a Wednesday with Brittany Hugenboom of Synergy Soul. She has a lot of things to update us on today. And of course, we just do that stream of consciousness conversation. So buckle up and uh, get ready for the ride. Good morning, Brittany. Hi, Sherry. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Happy to see your bright, shining face this yeah, morning. Yeah, yours too. It's, it's afternoon here. I'm like, what do you mean morning? It's afternoon. But yeah, that's right. <laughs> we have the time difference going on yeah. here. So let's start out with, let's talk about your new skincare line, because that was something that you alluded to the last time and we we couldn't talk about it because it wasn't ready yeah. to go. And now it has launched. So let's talk about your new skincare line. So I launched Healthy Skincare, with it, which is a plant-based skincare line, um, with a partner, the owner of Natural Shilajit. His name is Andre. He's Russian. He's so damn cute. He's in Russia right now, I think, visiting his mom or, or Paris or something, traveling the damn world. But um, this was all from me struggling. This, this all came, it literally was like a trip. Like I tripped, I fell, I face planted, and I stood up with a new baby. It was crazy. I, I, every day I think about it, Sherry, I'm like, out of all things, you know, and, and I, it happened on purpose, obviously, in, in divine alignment, because I never took care of my skin, ever, in my entire oh. life. So it was like, because I never had to. I never had problems with it. And so. Really? Oh, man. Never. So, I, I had terrible problems as a teenager. and Yeah, I never. Know. I had like maybe a little bit. I had like this one time where I had like blackheads right here, but that's because I wasn't washing my face after basketball. When I was <laughs> Funny like, how that happens. Yeah, I have never struggled with acne or anything. So the struggle with acne last year ended. I I was using Shilaji on my face and and also taking it internally. And um, I reached out to Andre and was like, "Hey, look at this fucking. This is like magic. I don't know what it is. I need to learn more about it. Obviously, because I'm taking it, but." Um, let's launch a skincare line. He was like, that's crazy. Cause I was already thinking about it, but I didn't have a face of my skincare line. So we're partners now. So co-founder, awesome. well, yeah, which is really he's more of like the investor side. And I'm like the face, the affiliate, the getting all those people, you know, working with our team, um, building a team, sharing all of the knowledge, sharing my story. Cause that's how it, that's how it was born. So the base of our skincare line is Sheila G and the Sheila G is, the part of the component in the skincare line that will help with scars and blemishes and acne. And then we have like, we have a couple main ingredients like jojoba, um, calendula, um, hyaluronic acid, which is great for scarring. Those are like our four main ingredients. And then we have other things, the pearl powder, we have like wild oats, green tea, lavender, tea tree, all different types of plant-based medicines. And it's working wonders for skin. So tell me, what is it about the Shilajit that is so beneficial to the skin? Well, in, internally, right? Well, naturally, Shilajit, it has uh, fulvic and humeric acids in it. 
and it's the only, I am pretty sure, the only substance on this planet that, that has both that can permeate directly through a cell membrane to remove toxins. Okay, because that's what I was gonna say is, is what does it do? So how is how do you get both of those to actually become what they are? Is it is it some sort of a, a plant that you oh, it's harvest? A it's a resin from the Himalayan mountains. Yeah, okay, good. it's a resin, yeah. So yeah, it's it's not a plant, it's a resin. And yeah, it, it looks like, like black tar, actually. Yeah, I was gonna oh, say, I, I, I bought some to start using it oh, okay. um, in my tea. And it was like, I opened it up and I was like, that looks like tar to me. Wait, actually, <laughs> when, I, when I first smelled it, it smelled like resin. Like if your bowl, if you smoke and your bowl is really dirty, it fucking, that's what it smells like. And I remember like thinking like, I'm about to drink this, but I mean, I've been that person that's always been like, great, I'm gonna try it, it's gonna help me, I'm gonna do it, you know? But yeah, so now here we are with healthy skincare. We have a serum, a mineral mask, and a moisturizer. And I am not joking, Cherry, when I say my, I have a pimple right here because I was eating chocolate, but my skin is, it's even better than it was before my acne. Well, I've, I've noticed that you've been posting some pictures showing the progression as you've been using this and just how luminous and gorgeous your yeah. skin looks. I, like normally I'm like, oh yeah, it's just like a filter or whatever. Even if I don't, I don't even use filters that often, but, or it's just whatever, it's a light, but no, I am seeing it too because even under here it's brighter where my scarring was. I had all this scarring right here. My best friend was like, let me see your face. She was like, you don't have anything. I'm like, I know. And my scars were bad. Well, because they were on either side of your jaw, weren't they? No, it was only on this one side for some reason. Oh. Yeah, it was only. Is, that, was, is, is that the side you sleep on? I sleep on both. I'm a, I, okay. I like don't have a specific. Somebody else asked okay. me that. And I tried, that's, I tried that. I tried sleeping on my back. I changed my pillowcase. I, um, I started going to an esthetician. So I get monthly facials, which helps with the dead skin but it, it didn't clear up my skin. Actually, the first time I went, the first two times I went, uh, my skin got worse afterwards because yeah, I, it, yeah, it does. I was introducing to my skin was freaking it out, so it got worse. But I did everything. I slept with a bonnet, so my hair products wouldn't get everything. Think of it, you name it. I spent hundreds of dollars on different types of skincare, like mostly all natural skincares and plant-based. Right. Um, but I did get, I can't remember what, I just threw it out. like. I, I was just like, I'm over this, it's not working. And now look at, I own a fucking skincare line. So now did I just see that you just released another, some sort of a cream too, or no? No, just those just, three. Just yeah. the three. The serum, okay. the moisturizer and the, um, and the mineral mask. So do they work for a wide range of skin yes. types and yes. a wide range of, of ages? I mean, because yes. some of those can, you know. Yeah, and you know why? It's because of the hyaluronic acid. Yes. Yeah, it's it's really great. And the jojoba and the calendula, they're all great for anti-aging. So they help with brightening. But one thing, too, that's funny that you said that about um, all different skin types. Because then, in the beginning of this year, actually like a couple weeks ago, I now have like a severe allergy to cheese. And I ended up with... Remember we, were, remember we were talking about, and you're like, it has to be something you're putting on your face. It wasn't, and this is how I know. I ate cheese pizza, which I don't eat cheese. I eat plants, yes. and I was just yeah. like, I don't know, I was just, my son was eating, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna eat, it's not gonna kill me. Well, <laughs> the next day my eyes started itching, and I didn't think anything of it, but then I broke out all right here. I remember out. that, yeah, you had the dermatitis all over your face. Yeah, well, I, and then, okay, it went away, and I started using the skincare again, and it was taking down the dermatitis. Like, where I was having the bumps 
overnight, it was re relieving my dermatitis. Then I happened wow. to look up about higher, high, even more researching more about hyaluronic acid. And it's great for eczema and things like of that, of dry skin, rosacea, all those types of things. So it helped with the dermatitis. So then the weekend after I, I was on my cycle and I, I, over the last like seven months been incorporating goat cheese into my, my diet when, just when I cycle and I got it again. Really? And I looked it up and I like, I was researching everything because I went to the doctors. They're like, Oh no, it's something you're putting on your face. I'm like, I'm telling you, I know fucking more than you right now because it's my body. It is yeah. not something I'm putting on my face. And I looked it up and I'm pretty sure it's called atopic dermatitis and dairy will trigger it and it starts on your eyelids. Wow. I know. Well, I mean, you know, the, uh, this is this is something that's near and dear to my heart because you know what I went through with yeah. having the hives for yeah. two years and people just telling me that it was, you know, what they call idiopathic chronic hives. There wasn't any specific trigger according to conventional medicine. And then I started working with a functional medical specialist and she's like, I said, listen, I think it was this medication that I was on. It totally destroyed my gut health and histamine comes from your gut. Mm -hmm. And there's something that's gone on that this is a severe allergic reaction and this is what's caused it. And she was the only one who said, I believe what you have to say, because she said, you know, it's hard to be able, because there's not a test that we can run that will say exactly what it is. But she said, I think that that truly is what's going on. And it took until I saw her and started taking a specific medication that was originally created for histamine in the sinuses. And then they discovered that an oral version of it can help with your histamine reaction in your gut. And after 18 months, I was able to get off of that and the highs have never come back. But, I remember that, Sherry. I remember your battle. Oh, uh, it was it was awful. It was one of the most, I mean, over 80% of my, I mean, I felt like I'd been burned with an iron most days I got and horrible inflammation. And it, it was truly awful for people that are out there that are suffering from hives. You need to either see a functional medical specialist or talk to your doctor about a drug called chromalin sodium. You can get it either in a liquid format or it comes in a compounded powder that you can take orally in a capsule. So it's one of those weird things, but it's like I knew somewhere in my deepest part that it had to do with some kind of a medication that triggered that response because yeah. I was having horrible responses before that anyway. But but like you, I knew it was something that I was ingesting and not something that I was coming into contact with because everybody kept saying, have you switched your laundry detergent? Did you buy new sheets? What kind of clothes are you? Nothing. I haven't changed anything. And then they're like, well, sometimes you can just have your body will, you know, have a reaction to something because it's had too much contact with it. And I was just like, oh, you guys. That is every person, <laughs> including the, the, not, the the doctor that I saw said the same, every single person said the same exact thing. My mom, my aunt, everybody's like, da, 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 da. and my husband's like, babe, I think it's a cheese too. And I'm like, I'm, so, I'm telling you, cause I always had an issue with cheese. Like I always had, an oh, issue with dairy. Right. I never had hives from it, but I, it hurt. It like messed up my gut. I had IBS for most of my life because I was a chronic milk Mm -hmm. I would chug milk. I would drink a gallon of milk in two days, but I go, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. And then I realized how gross it was. And then also, um, when I stopped eating dairy, my, it's like 
probably been the best. I, I was on medication for IBS. I stopped taking it. But when I cut dairy, I have never had an issue like that again. So, and that's the thing. I've eaten a cheese pizza maybe like once or twice here and there over the last year. And I, and I would get like upset stomach, but nothing right. like that. And so I think it was my body being like, do not do that. And then the goat cheese, I'm like, oh, maybe it's different because it has different casein or, or correct. Matter, right. Yeah. Um, but no, it literally came right back. <laughs> See, now that was, you know, one of the things I thought that was creating a problem was, I mean, I did a severe elimination diet for months and didn't do any sort of dairy because the thing that was the issue for me was anything that's fermented and all dairy or whether it's dairy or whether it's goat or whether it's sheep or whatever it is, all of that is fermented. And for certain body types, certain body chemistry types, because everybody kept saying, oh, you know, do fermented foods and, you know, pickle this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like that for me, for my type of system is like eating poison. It wow. sends me into a, a total different space and gives me the, the bad stomach. It gives me all sorts of, I get itchy, which is just the precursor to hives. So, and, and I love things like dill pick. I mean, I grew up eating pickled things. My grandmother's Danish. We ate pickled everything and loved it. But it's one of the one things that I found out that I just can't tolerate. So I can't do, I don't do alcohol as a result of that. I have to be really careful with things like vinegar, anything that's pickled or fermented. It's just, it's better for me if I stay away from that and stick with whole fresh foods. And yeah. the medical medium, Anthony William, who I started reading his book and started, that was kind of what started me on this process of looking at other things. He talks about that as being dead food and okay. that that people started doing fermenting and pickling because they didn't have refrigeration to be able to make it through the winter and have food to eat, but it's actually dead food. Wow. That's so, like, yeah. Cause it's, it's yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that that's his belief. There are people, there are people who eat all of that stuff and say it's such good for it's probiotic, blah, 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 blah. And for somebody like me, I've discovered that it's, it's like, that's like eating poison. So Carrie, well, in this society, and I know we people talk about this all the time, but not everything is for everybody. And our society likes to be like, well, this should be done this way. Like for example, soy, yeah. Um, yeah. everybody hates, don't eat soy, it gives you cancer. Actually for me, because my hormones were so out of whack, my, my gynecologist even said, there, you could not eat enough soy to even balance out your hormones. That's how that's how out of whack your hormones were. So soy is not going to hurt you. And she, her parents were, she's Indian. Even she works in traditional um, or conventional, what would you, I don't even know what you call it now. Conventional medicine. Conventional yeah. medicine. She, um, that's not traditional. That's for damn sure. Her parents are Ayurvedic. They're Indian and they're Ayurvedic. They practice Ayurveda. So she even, I asked her, we did like everything opposite of conventional. And she even said, I was like, what about soy? And she was like, you and I, I never got my levels tested by just but for my symptoms she could tell how low they were and she said yeah there you couldn't eat even enough soy to even balance it out so I personally will eat soy and it doesn't affect me and people and some people are like oh well you're gonna get cancer in the end well that's from it's like I think that's from the soy affecting your hormones in a negative way but not everybody is Correct. the same and that's why no and that's the that's the thing is that people need to realize just as you realize in a yoga class that every single body moves differently, 
has patterns of habitual motions. All of that is specific to that person. Exactly. Everybody's body chemistry is, is different. This is what I've learned from conventional medicine and all of my medical mystery tours dealing with people like this is that they treat with what they know. Exactly. They treat with what works for the majority of the people that they see. And I am the outlier. I walk in and I'm usually the patient that is their most difficult patient to diagnose and to work with. So that's why for me, I, I, I understand truly that conventional medicine is there for a reason to, you know, in a trauma situation, it can save your life, et cetera. But in order to be healed, I mean, and my functional medical specialist is also certified in, in Ayurvedic medicine. So we do a lot of stuff with Ayurvedics as well. And so she was just saying, you know, not everybody is the same. Not everybody reacts the same. You have a severe chemical sensitivity. And she said, and when they give you those synthesized drugs, and she said, and they're fermented as well, that causes a problem for you. And she told me not to do soy because soy is fermented as well. So it's, and I've always been high estrogen, high estrogen, low progesterone has been okay, my so entire life. I'm opposite because I would get, I can't remember what it, what she was saying, but yeah, I'm pretty sure my estrogen was low. Yeah. Well, if, if she told you to eat soy, that that's estrogen. You yeah. get estrogen Wait, from soy. And also um, if birth control, right, that would balance your estrogen. Okay. Cause she was like, well, you can go on birth control. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, that's what I did. And that's what caused the blood clot that started the whole chain of events that oh, yeah, ended no. up with me having the hive. So yeah. Yeah. I, it was, you know, it was an option. We thought it would work and it didn't work for me. It's interesting when you start looking at things that are synthetic. And I started doing a lot of research around synthetic hormones and that your body does not metabolize them the same. It doesn't move them through your system and out of your body the same way so that you end up with those things sticking in your body. And that's why there are certain things out there, household chemicals, other things that are estrogen disruptors that cause your body to then not be efficient with how it metabolizes your hormones. We're surrounded by this all day, every day. And a lot of them end up being like synthetic estrogen. And that's why women are dealing with more cancer, more issues from high estrogen because of what's in our environment. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to say, I, I can guarantee you it's from the dairy. <laughs> I well, that, that's, that's part of it. But it, I, I mean, never. there are so many things. Yeah, but for yeah. me, I'm saying personally, because I you, yes. had problems with my hormones. Well, I had cysts on my, on my ovaries, and I think that's from high estrogen. Probably. <laughs> and I used to get it when I was younger. That's when I ate a lot of dairy. When I cut, eat, when I cut out dairy is when my hormones dropped. And I also yeah. had, a, I had a baby and cut dairy all at the same time. Yeah. Oh boy, that's a double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kept my um, I kept my tiny human. We're playing hooky today. Oh, hi, Owen. How oh. are you this morning? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you can have a snack. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so that's I think that's what what ruined what messed up my my hormones was cutting dairy and having a baby all at the same time. And I was having menopausal like symptoms. My estrogen was so low that yeah. I was like having night sweats and like 
mood swings like menopause and I could I could just remember waking up in the middle of the night being like what is this from you know but I mean I dealt with it and it and it bounced out and you know what actually helped my hormones Shiloji that's I remember you saying that too mm-hmm. I'm wondering so. if I'll take estrogen if it, I don't even know I have no idea where, how, how it balances hormones. I should do more research on why specifically it works on balancing hormones. Well, what, what you have said is that it passes into the cells to help with detoxifying the body. So if your body is not efficiently metabolizing your hormones, they're kind of hanging out in spaces where they don't belong and it can wreak havoc. So my guess would probably be is that as it's helping the body detoxify it's helping you process your hormones more efficiently and and moving through yeah Yeah. you know another thing we're using it and researching it with is alzheimer's because because it can help and because it can permeate the cell membrane they um they are seeing that it will will remove plaque from the brain which is the toxins that are being Mm -hmm. connected to the brain that's causing alzheimer's in the first place so they're doing a lot of research actually my husband's aunt worked in all she's a nurse she worked in an alzheimer's unit and there was they were there was people there doing i'm pretty sure there's people there doing the research and using shilogy and they were using some of their patients to try it out that's awesome yeah well i have to be careful with it because if i use too much it makes me makes me feel really buzzy <laughs> yeah that's another thing it's an energy booster so yeah I like today I drank a lift off from Herbalife afterwards because I was getting a little bit tired. Like for I cut I cut coffee because I I already am hyper shit. I don't need it. It makes me feel like I want to throw up. And so I just drank it because I like the taste. So I've been just making this week at least, I've been just doing um manuka honey and shilajit. I do a oh, it's totally flown out of my head. A tea recommended for because with my Epstein Barr diagnosis, it makes me really tired. It it yeah. really zaps my energy. And a Tulsi tea. So I do the ginger honey version of that. And I make sort of an elixir with, uh, I use wild foods. They're food grade cocoa butter discs. They're about this big. So I drop one of those in there. I put some collagen peptides in there because I've noticed that that really helps with joint pain and connective tissues and all of that as I'm still trying to detox from some of the meds that I was on. And then I put the shilajit in there with some, I've got some great local honey that a friend of mine gave me. So, oh, it's so great. And it's interesting. I got a little carried away and put a little too much in there one day. And I was like, I don't feel so good. I might need to lay down. Cause I mean, it just, it made me feel kind of buzzy. Yeah. So I, and it's why I have to be really careful because my thyroid is very sensitive. So I can't do, I can't do coffee. Coffee for me is like drinking octane. <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy. There'll be some months where I can drink coffee and then uh-huh recently it was just like my it literally felt like my heart was coming out it, i'm pretty sure it was beating and hitting the wall and i'm like what? <laughs> okay i'm done with coffee now and so and i guess i didn't drink a lot but i drink coffee since i was like seven and last year was the first time i quit drinking coffee and i quit drinking it because my skin started breaking out so i thought that was it and i quit for six months actually i quit all the way till june my first cup of coffee was when i went to go visit a friend in washington last Oh, when I came and I met you. When you came to see me, yeah. That was in August. Coffee since January, yeah. And I was a coffee fiend. So I actually read something about coffee specifically. I read an article once that it it does affect hormones of black and Asian women. Hmm, Interesting. Mm -hmm. That just points out even more that every single 
person's body chemistry is different and that you have to really pay attention. It's the one thing that I found with conventional medicine that they don't do a good job of is they never talk about food as medicine. Mm -hmm. And everything that I had that I found about food and histamine and learning about certain foods are naturally high in histamine, like spinach. There are certain foods that when you eat them, they create extra histamine after you eat them, like papaya, that protein, anything that's protein, so any sort of chicken or turkey or beef or whatever, that you need to eat it right after you cook it if you have histamine issues, because the longer it sits, the higher the histamine content is. Fish is horribly high in histamine. Even if they catch it and flash freeze it, it floods itself with histamine. So that's why there was, there's been a couple of instances where the CDC has talked about putting fish on the list for people who have asthma or histamine issues to not eat it because they've had people die from eating, eating fish wow, because okay. it's, it's yeah. so high in histamine. Yeah. And when you and then when you cook it it makes the histamine even higher. So, you know, those are the types of things that nobody told me. I had to do research and I found most of that information in Europe because they seem to have more info in Europe about that kind of stuff than they do here in the States. Yeah, you know so I, I it just it's it's so incredible to me that we have this whole society that is so inundated with big pharma. I listened to the Yoga Girl podcast. She had Deepak Chopra on, and he was talking about sitting there watching TV and seeing all of these commercials. <laughs> they come on for these drugs and they talk about these drugs and then they talk about all of the shitty side effects that you can get for these drugs and then say, this might not be even all of them. And I mean, I'm talking some horrible shit. And then ask your doctor if this drug will work for you. And he's like, wouldn't it be great if we no longer had any pharmacy commercials, no big pharma commercials, and everything was around yoga, meditation, moving your body, eating good foods. And he said, you know, those are the kinds of commercials that people need to see. He said, in India, he said, we don't have those kinds of commercials. And there are other people in Europe who say the same thing. He said, in the United States, you guys are inundated. Every minute that you're watching TV, there is there are so many pharmaceutical commercials. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, everybody thinks if I take this pill or whatever, that it's going to make my life better. And he says, and usually what it does, you know, my experience was it might fix one thing, but it breaks five others. Exactly. So. I, I took, I started a bat, like I was actually years ago, I was starting to go to school for alternative medicine to go for naturopathic. Uh, That's right. I remember that. Yeah. And one of the courses that we took, we talked about how in every, in my, a lot of European countries and in India, and I think it was even Chinese medicine, that the, it is patient centered. And they will, like, the doctors actually, like, talk to the patients and ask them yes. what they think and what they want. And majority, if not all, because I know there is a lot of doctors here that do that. They're more now because they're coming to the surface. People don't want to deal with that shit, you know. But um, here, it's all doctor centered. Centered. It's what the doctor says. It's like yep. the doctor is your mother. No, that's not how it goes. So, and they think they know your body better than you do. Exactly. I can't tell you how many times that people discounted what I had to say, didn't exactly. listen to me, and that's why I went towards functional medicine because they treat from the source. They don't just cover up the symptoms. 
They work at trying to figure out what's causing the symptoms so that then you can change your food intake or your supplement intake or whatever it is, or treating with some sort of a non-reactive medication that can help you then level your body, reset your system so that then you can move forward from there. And, you know, for me, it was just like, all you guys are trying to do is cover up the symptom without actually trying. Everybody just threw up their hands and said, we don't know. Well, thanks, but that's not really very helpful. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing, like conventional medicine is great. I, I used to, I used to like, at first I loved it. Then I hated it. Then I was like, you know what? It is great for some things, you know, it like is. emergencies. And it also is good for for taking care of symptoms so that you can find the actual issue. But right. the thing about it is sometimes they just take care of the symptoms and they don't find the actual issue. There's such like a war in like this between people who don't want to go through conventional medicine and people who do, it's become like this war between yeah. everybody. Like what? why can't we just come to some agreement that integrated medicine is very beneficial? That's that's what it is. I, I've come to the serious conclusion after everything I've been through is that there has to be a mix there. Yeah. And my functional medical specialist is a nurse practitioner. She's a certified functional medical doctor and she's certified in the Ayurvedic path as well. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a multi- prong approach. And we spend the majority of our time just talking about what's going on and what's been going on in my life since I saw her the last time. How do I feel? How am I sleeping? How am I eating? You know, all of those things that most doctors don't take into consideration. They talk to you about what's going on and then they write you a prescription. Exactly. So it, it's, it's being able to take that time. And, you know, I spend anywhere between 30 and, and, 30 minutes and 60 minutes talking with her before we ever even get down to the thing of here's what we need to do going forward. So I, I just feel like it's turned into this whole churning things out of let's just write you a prescription and move on to the next thing. And oh, and if that gives you these side effects, we'll just write you another prescription for this. They never talked about food. Nobody ever talks about food. They don't talk about diet. They don't talk about how powerful food can be as medicine in that's the part that's alarming to me. Well, the sad part about it is because a lot of them are being endorsed by the medications that they're pushing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that makes it like it's a corrupt. It makes the conventional medicine system as corrupt as the American government. Sure it does. Mm -hmm. and, and you look at that and big pharma is running everything everything. And, and now now the FDA is looking at trying to make CBD not a supplement. They're going to try and classify it as a drug. And when they do that, that means they're going to jack up the price. And it means that big pharma is going to get involved. You know, big pharma has already made synthetic marijuana. Why would I want to use synthetic THC? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, but, but that's the only way that big pharma can get their piece of the pie. That's that's what they're looking for is they want that cash, baby. They see Look, people no, they will, using this. Real smokers will never touch that. Oh, they, no. So they're going to make it and then they're going to lose money because nobody's going to buy it. You know? Well, I think what they're hoping is, is for those people who think, you know, only hippies smoke marijuana or use that kind of stuff, that if it's from big pharma and it's synthetic, then, then it's okay to use it because it's legal, right? 
That's so insane. So, which is bullshit as far yeah. as I'm concerned. But no, there's no. some backdoor things that now that you can go in through the FDA and if they class it as a drug, then big pharma can get involved and they can set the pricing and it'll just be ridiculously stupid. So what I'm hoping is, is that everybody who takes CBD is paying fucking attention because I'll tell you, that's big pharma right there, man. Yeah. They are in well, the back pocket of the, the of the FDA. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. It's just, that's, that's, a, that's a little fucking ridiculous. It's so it funny how, you know what? I was literally just thinking about, I was reading cause um, the sign that Pluto is in right now, I have to look it up. I think it's in Capricorn. Yeah, it is. It's in Capricorn. The sign that Pluto is in right now brings up a lot of issues with the government. It's so crazy because we, there's a lot of people who are fearing a lot of things right now. Yeah. And in the charts, and I'm not an astrologer, I just read and I just learn on my own, but in the charts, and I read it right here, I actually have this book, that when Pluto transitions to the sign of Aquarius is when all of this ends. Like, it's, you know how it's people say the saying, like, it's got to get better before or got to get worse before it gets before better. It's better. That's literally what is happening right now. And I remember reading, I have to find it. I remember reading, reading this in this book and like understanding a little bit about what, what actually happens when Pluto transitions and being like, oh my God, everybody is panicking for no fucking reason because there is no way that all of this shit will last forever. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. there, even the people who wanted these things are eventually going to be so fed up with it that they're going to turn their back on it. And, and I guarantee you it happens when Pluto transitions to Aquarius. I wonder when that even happens. I, I was going to say, when is that? And I just happened to open to the age of Aquarius. <laughs> Well, we're in Aquarius season right now, aren't we? No, we just we just went to Pisces. Pisces, Pisces, mm -hmm. that's right. Let's see. Okay. It starts in 2025. Oh boy, we still got a long ways to go then. Yeah, but if you think about it, it's really not that long. <laughs> we got to hold on for 6 more years. Yeah, that's okay. We can do that. Think about how how far we are right now. It's so crazy because it doesn't even show like Pluto in Aquarius. It just talks about like how Capricorn is a sign of government, that Pluto may have effect of bringing new world order, which is why. So we went, we started Pluto in Capricorn in 2009. And think about okay. all the shit that happened with the government yeah. since 2009. Yeah, a lot. You know? Yeah, 2008, 2009. So it has to be destroyed in order. It literally has to fall. We had to have Trump. We had to have idiots you know what i mean like we had to have all these things these people and not idiots as in like they're dumb they're just sleeping you know like we had to have the ignorance in order for people to wake up that's the only option and i think people forget that that's how shit happens that people don't just wake up like you're not going to go walk to somebody and be like oh you know if you do this you're going to get healthy no it's not until they actually fall until they want to be healthy yeah. so until our government actually falls and shit goes sour, which it is right now, nobody's gonna be aware, nobody can make changes. Until people realize the healthcare system is fucked, until they actually see and it goes sour, will people actually wake up? You have to have darkness in order for people to wake up, and this is our darkness. We have six more years of darkness. 
<laughs> that makes me sort of go, oh man. That's I'm shit. I'm excited. Only six years. That I, we had a long life to go through. with six years. My son will only be 11, 12. He won't even be out of high school yet. Okay. All right. You know? I mean, yes, we're probably like in for a ride, but fuck it. Is we already made it through all of this. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we already made it 10 years through this destruction of American government. <laughs> like we, can, we can handle another six. And like I said, I'm not an astrologer. So, but that it sat really, you know, when you like read something and it's like the clear sentence that knowing, right? Just that you're like, I, it clicked with me like, oh shit. Like this is what is up. So everybody is freaking out. So this is why we're taking care of ourselves right now because I can just feel that it's, it's going to be fine. You know, when we actually sit in a space of our higher power, we can, if we actually sit there and, and ask God, like, is it going to destruct? The answer is no. There's too many people making changes slowly for this to actually fall completely. You know what I mean? It's going to fall just enough for a lot of people to wake up. Plus, the Aquarius, that's when we actually start the Aquarian age. We're in that Aquarian age, like nearing it when Pluto moves into Aquarius is the Aquarian age. And that's the awakening. That's like, what, I'm pretty sure that's like what the Bible has been speaking about for however many fucking years. Well, I, I think too, that as more people become disenfranchised in society, they finally start to band together and realize that together they can bring change because if they stay separate, it keeps, it's just like with women and the patriarchal society. They want to pit us against each other. They want to keep us competing against each other because they realize that once that stops, the power that women have when they come together to create yep. change is phenomenal. Yeah. It's already happening. That's, that's, see, that's it insane. Is. Like everybody wants to look at the horrible things that are happening. Yes, they are trying to really control shit, but they're only going to get so far before somebody says, or like more enough, more people, more than enough come together. Like, no, we're not doing this shit anymore. Like you're going a little too far. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there are issues like abortion and vaccines where they're, they're dabbling with trying to control people oh, and yeah. all of them are winning and part of them aren't until they start trying to take rights of people who wanted abortion legal and wanted vaccines illegal or illegal to control that when they, when, when they start trying to dabble in those people's lives who never thought that anything would affect them in terms of, Oh, it's fine. Like, the, like, let me put it this way. The people who would vote for anti-abortion and the people or yeah, the people who would vote for pro-life or the people who would vote to have, make vaccines mandated just that's just two examples because i'm just using those those people when their rights start being taken things that they never thought that were going to be bothered or right. attempted that's we're going to be like oh my gosh all of you crazy motherfuckers running around saying we don't want to vaccinate our kids we're right this entire time and we're all going to be like you know that emoji where you throw your hands up and she has like her hands by the side we're like yep. <laughs> yeah you know, like we already knew that that's why we're all occultists or mystics or spiritual healers or running around meditating and downloading information because we can see before we can see further into the future or feel further into the future than half of you you know what i mean 
Yeah, that's I do. We're here right now, you and I, because of the connection of this few, like this new world order, you know, like that new world order that they're saying we already, it's already in order. It's just people rising to the surface to connect even more to it. We've already seen. So that's why when I, when people get like worried about things like, Oh, this is happening. Oh, that's happening. If it really came down to it's the world is ending, I would feel it. You know, like I would feel like, all right, it's time to panic. I have not with anything felt like it's time to panic whatsoever. And I live in a very conventional state, Ohio. It's, <laughs> well, well, like, it's the like, Midwest. <laughs> yeah, we are literally the capital of conventional medicine with Cleveland Clinic here. Shit always, nobody ever changes here. We still have, everything is illegal. You all, it's all conventional medicine. Like there's barely any alternative, like things like that, you know? If shit was really going sour, I would be like, all right, we need to panic. Like with the global warming and all these things, partially, yes, it's global warming, but also partially it's mother nature defending herself. And people forget that. She is a living being. She knows what the fuck is up. And she's also defending herself against what people are doing. So it's a combination of both. Everybody wants to go they, to get one perspective and then that's it. You yeah. know, there's yeah. multiple perspectives to everything and they are all part of what's actually happening, you know? But like I said, like, I, I never have felt like when anybody said anything, like it's time to panic and I'll know because I can, I'll panic. I'll fucking start panicking too. If you you're know? panicking, then I'm going to yeah, be scared shitless. <laughs> it's just, I don't know what it is. I just like these issues that people are making more of issues, which yes, there's issues like things like the racism is, you know, more white supremacists now. People try to take rights for kids, uh, you know, the parents' parents' rights of what they can say for their kids and pro-choice, pro-life. All these things that are bringing being brought to the surface are the same shit that we already went through. You think we can't do it again? So do you really think that racism, I just think that it is, people are now feeling that it's okay to talk about it. I don't think it's any more or less than it ever was before. Maybe I I'm I'm wrong. That, I, think, I, I think it's more than when I was a little, I don't, you know what? I can't say it's more or less. What I'm, what I can say is there are a lot of, people who now feel or somehow found confidence to finally act on the racism that they've been hiding. That, that's what I'm talking about is that it's been there under the surface. Yeah. They may have people in their family or close groups that they have always talked about this sort of thing with, but now it's okay to talk about it out in public and to, you know, have these marches or do whatever it is that I don't think that that's ever changed. It's just now that all of a sudden these people can come out of the woodwork from where they've been hiding and, and espouse all of this crap. Yeah. And exactly. That they, they feel that it's that it's acceptable to do. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's safe. It's safe for me to be racist. No, it's it's fucking not. First of all, and yeah. you know what, too, what just came to me was, um, we needed them to come out of the surface. Otherwise, we can't take care of the problem if they're still fucking hiding. 
Right. And so it's now going to, again, it will now be solved because apparently so many racist people have been hiding for their entire fucking lives. And now they're obviously speaking on it. And now we can act on it. Now we can make changes. We couldn't make changes while everybody's pretending like they weren't racist. Yeah. But also too, speaking on that subject is like little things that I was talking to my husband about and he was like, yeah, that's, you know, just little things. Actually it was me and me and my stepdad and my brother and it was funny because my mom was the only like white person in the room and we were like blah, 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 blah. And she's like guys i don't disagree with you but i think like we were just yelling at her or something i don't know <laughs> what it was about is how a lot of the white community and i even noticed with my family okay and this is not like anything again obviously i'm married to white and i'm half white okay there's like things that what i'm really realizing and this has to do with the the race move this racism movement is it's not even movement it's healing an issue healing ancestral wounds is there have been things that are racist that have been accepted because nice. that people thought it was okay. Like for example, telling a black girl you're pretty for a black girl is racist. That's racist. <laughs> Sorry, grandma, if you ever listen to this, but my grandma does this. Oh, did this guy down the street? He was a black guy. Do we have? Does it? Does it matter if he was a black guy or a white guy? No, grandma, it doesn't. You know, like. Things like that, or or like just little things, and, and it happens. I'm, I'm biracial, right? So I see things from everywhere. It, it's just so crazy how, like, I I realized that, and I was talking to my stepdad, and he's Puerto Rican, and I was saying how, like, in any minority uh, besides white, like the white community, to minorities, there are things that they have that have been accepted where they don't think is racist, but it's completely fucking racist, you know, like. Oh, you have really good hair for being black. What what the fuck does that mean? An afro is beautiful. You're racist and you should probably go confess to yourself that you're racist. You know, like little things like that where people don't realize that because they are they're they're kind-hearted people and they like never you know, they never nobody ever made it to, brought it to their attention that that is not okay. That's not okay. That's racist comments. If we're trying to create unity, it's not, oh, you're pretty for a black girl. You're pretty for a woman. You're just a pretty woman. I was going to say, you're just, you're pretty or you have, I love your hair or whatever yeah. it is. Why do you, why does there have to be a qualifier? Because that's how people were raised, but not a lot of people recognize that that has been the norm, yeah. you know? And it was brought to my attention just from like, I, I can't remember, I was reading some articles and, I, and I've and i always disregarded it too because there's been things like just growing up, you know? Another one too is, oh, you're, you speak really proper for being mixed or black. Oh, Jesus. Am I supposed to speak some type of way because I am of mixed races or black? That doesn't make fucking sense. That's racist as shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. but that's a thing. Like people do those things because to them, it's been bred in the system that that is okay. That is technically racist. Yeah. And my, me and my stepdad, we were talking about that. And he was like, yeah, we, we like, we just went on this tangent. We're like, but mom, no, no, no. And my mom's looking at us. She's like this cute little Polish woman, you know, <laughs> and my brother is Puerto Rican and Polish. I'm black and Polish. And then there's my stepdad that's Puerto Rican. And then there's Owen. And then there's my mom. And she's like, and we're all talking. And even Owen was saying something. She was like, I don't disagree with you. I don't know why you guys are all looking at me. We're like, because you're the only white lady in the room. <laughs> Poor mom. I know. 
It was really funny. But yeah, we like it just I don't think people realize that. And I and in terms of people who say they're not racist, but still say those things. Yeah, they're racist, you know. And so I'm grateful for people coming to the surface and us now giving getting this opportunity to heal these ancestral wounds from a from a different a different place, like having all the tools that we have now, you know. Right. And another thing too, and I and I watch this thing with my husband, but I and just watching a lot of people is how many businesses like the black community and I, and this was also then my husband like it was so funny i was thinking about this and i was reading about it and like making changes in my own life and then my husband's like we got to watch this thing called trigger warning by killer mike and he goes and tries to only um shop or or be like he only is stays black like black communities black food black restaurants black whatever anything owned by a black person he could barely do it because there's barely anything owned by the black by black community anything yeah it was like it made me so upset and i was like oh my gosh i'm so grateful to be a business owner as biracial you know that's just insane it's really insane to think about that's why there's so much like lack of financial turnaround in the black community because we we don't own anything you know, or we own very limited. And now, and now there's more of like, buy, you know, shop black businesses and people like make it known, like shop in black businesses because you are supporting an entire ancestral wound when you shop in black businesses. You're also supporting an entire community to turn around. Oh my God, I can go on a tangent about this forever because by the book and technically our whole society is ran by the white man. And it was built by a white man, sure it was. like genocide taking over the the natives, you know. And so it just baffles me. Like in my mind, Sherry, it just like runs through. Like I'm just like, holy shit, what the fuck? This is our society. But well, you know, and it, I got a pretty big view into the Native American situation because I live in an area where I, I live, you know, a 20 minute drive from an a native reservation. And yes, there's the casino part of it, but there's also a whole other different space to that. And I played softball for years with natives. In fact, for one whole season, I played on a mostly native team. And it was an interesting experience and one that really opened my eyes. And that's been many years ago. And we went and there were only... There were only three of us on the team that were blonde hair and blue eyed. So it was me and a husband and a wife and everybody else was either native or married to a native. And we went to play on a reservation up north and everybody else was going to stay on the res and sleep. I was like, you know what? Can't do it. I don't feel safe here because I had a instance of reverse discrimination in the bathroom. So they were having a powwow on the reservation at the same time that we were there to play. And I walked in and there was an older native woman in the bathroom. And I came out of the bathroom and I smiled at her and said, hello. And she said, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm here playing in a softball tournament this weekend. And I said, you should come and watch us play. I said, we, you know, we have, there's a lot of teams and everybody's really good and you should come and watch us play. And she goes, no, they let you play. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty good. And she goes, I just can't believe that they would let someone like you come and play in a tournament here. Yeah. And 
I was like, okay. So then I went back and talked with one of the native guys on the team. And I said, do I need to be concerned about how I said, I, I said, I felt that I was friendly to her and I never said anything that I felt was inflammatory. And he said, Sherry, he said, you didn't do anything wrong. He said, there is discrimination reverse discrimination just as much as there is with whites discriminating against natives that there are natives that discriminate discriminate mm -hmm. against whites and he said you know he said you didn't do anything wrong he said don't take it too much to heart so it was one of those things where it's like i was never raised like that we were yeah. never raised i was never raised to see someone who was who looked different than i did as someone who was less than that yeah. that was just not but you Not know, Terry, you like one thing I remember too is just you know thinking about it in terms of like ancestral wounds is some people like their families were still you know raised in terms of saying we were run out because of the white man you know and oh, yeah. so yeah. like they associate you know whatever race or minority or whatever it is that because your ancestors are part of that that they don't want to associate with you, you know? Right. And, and I like, I see it and I understand it, but that's where we make the change, you know, where yeah. we, as in this day and age can say, okay, I can't help what your ancestors did, but I'm going to make sure that we create some unity here. Because I see that a lot right now with a lot of things, especially like the black community, the Latin community and the native community is a lot of people are coming and they're, and yes, everybody's angry, but we also then we it's it's we got to stop, like you said, reverse discrimination rather than keep discriminating because of what somebody else's ancestors did. It's more of like creating or healing that space through making creating change, because if we keep acting on wounds in in a angry way where it's creating more negativity, then we're just keep spinning those wounds. But I yeah. get what they're saying because, because, but like my great grandma, her family is from down south when there was times of slaves. And then my husband's grandma's family, one of his grandma's families was somehow related to Robert E. Lee. Like how confrontational, yeah. right? Like that's right. crazy to think about your, I told my husband, I'm like, your ancestors are fucking assholes. Like, <laughs> what it is, you know, like. And then I married a descendant of a fucking asshole ancestor. But the best part of it is that you decided to make change, not continue the cycle of what your ancestors did. That's why we have this discrimination nowadays, because rather than making change, people are continuing the same cycle, like white supremacy. Why the fuck do we still have that? Why? I don't know. You know, but I never understood people, it from the beginning. But because people are continuing what they're the, the wheel of their ancestors rather than doing their own individual thing. They're continuing the wheel of ancestors. Yeah. yeah. You know, like my ancestors and I know from from connecting and speaking to my ancestors that they want me to my my dad's side of the family, the, my great grandma. And that's my great great grandma. She wants me to stand up for being a strong, powerful black woman. And my, and then also because I have Polish European ancestors, when I, when I think, when I can hear them like speaking to each other in terms of my behalf, it's do your best to create change in this world for unity rather than 
keep discriminating certain spaces. But like even my po my European ancestors will when I when I was reading those things about how like when it sparked when I was my thoughts were being sparked about how people still say things like oh you're pretty for a black girl or all those different those different like undertone racist remarks that nobody realizes racist. My European ancestors was like yes that is right. That is racist. And you need to speak about it so we can make a change. And Rather see, and I don't understand that. I would never say that to anybody. I would never qualify. It's unfathomable to me that people use that language. I yeah, don't understand. Just, just like this. Like if you were to cut this stick in half, this selenite stick, you're on this end, Sherry, and it's very small. You know what I mean? This end is the majority of America and it's large. So there is obviously, there's a lot of people who they don't see that because they never experienced it. But like somebody, I was talking to somebody, I had a friend who could not understand white privilege. And I was trying to explain it to her. She's like, I never experienced that because I grew up poor. And so I was actually the minority in the community and people always picked on me. And my best friend was the same way too. Like she always, she went to a school that was primarily, primarily black and they used to beat her ass for being white, right? But- right. It wasn't until she worked in corporate America did she realize she, I remember her saying like, B, and she's white. And I remember her saying like, B, I, I understand white privilege now because I work with corporate America. And I went to a corporate event and saw how 90% of this, this event of people who are in charge were as a white man. Yeah. You know, and she was like, now. Well, I, I mean, and I, I've dealt that with that all my life. I worked in technology for years before yeah. women actually, a lot of women worked in technology. So, you know, I, that's been something that I've had to bump up against my entire life is that it's all geared around the white male yeah. and they yeah. get really fucking scared when they don't get to be in charge. Exactly. And that's why shit's like, Oh, these people are acting unruly. No. And that's another thing too. People think that uh, by the minorities getting more rights, that, that white people are losing their rights. It's just balancing. You're not losing any fucking right. We just never had as much rights as you did. And even women, right? And oh, yeah, that we're freaking out because we have equal. We're almost, not even, I can't even say equal. That yeah. we're trying to fight for equal rights. You're freaked out because we want to be, we want equal rights. And you're like, no, I have to make sure I'm still in charge. No, it won't happen like that for much more. There's too many people making too many changes. Well, and these fucking white men that want to tell women what they can and can't do with their body. I'm sorry. Fuck you. I know. That you do not need to tell me what I can and can't do with my body and then objectify my body at the same time. I'm sorry. You know what is so crazy too about that? That when I see a lot of people like standing up for like Black Lives Matter or or whatever movements, it's always a lot of white women because I feel like they understand the discrimination. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Insane. It's like, and then I think about like a, a minority woman, like how less of rights, I, I saw these statistics of like a white woman's, what they had and then a minority women. And it was like, both were just like, I'm like, oh my God, this fucking world and these white powerful men, you got to fall. Like, good thing that they're falling at some point because before 2000, and what did I say? 2025? 25. They're, <laughs> they're going to make sure they fall. Well, and, and it's not that, and then they want to, then they want to turn it around and equate it as, oh, you're just man haters. I don't hate men. Yeah, I love I men. I love but, I, but I love men who actually treat people and not just women, 
but all people with respect and consideration. Exactly. I am married to a white man. Like that, and people are like, oh, you're talking about the white man. No, I'm talking about the white man who thinks that he is above all. Yeah. You know, that there's a difference. But yeah. Now that we've gone on that tangent, <laughs> let's talk about you have a new academy going. Is that Yes, I, I do. So let's talk about that before the we end. Soul Academy. So I um, I had been like trying to put together the Synergy Soul Academy for a long time. I was actually going to do a retreat style with a friend and we were going to do it in Costa Rica and all these things. And I'm like, oh, that just doesn't feel right. So um, and then I started, remember I told, I think I told you, I started recording videos and then I'm like, yes. no, I don't yes. like this because it's too blah, 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 you know, like. I don't know. So then I decided to do it as a live course. So it is a five week course, which now actually I'm feeling um, that I wanted to make it longer. So there might be a part two, um, but it's a five week course where um, I'm going to go into teaching people different energy techniques that they can use to heal themselves or also use on their clients if they're already practitioners. And the reason why this came about, and like I said, I've been trying to figure out what do I wanna do with the academy? The reason why this came about was because I can't remember what I was doing, um, but God came through and was like, you have all of these, you are an energy healer, right? And I, I already know that, but to remind me that, you, that I have all of these tools that some of them I don't use, like I don't use my crystal healing on clients a lot. And I mean, I share crystals, but, and I don't use my right. rainbow clients a lot, but it doesn't mean that I can't share the knowledge so other people can use it. Because in order for the awakening to happen, we have to pass this knowledge on. So right. um, it's a five-week course, and it's from 6 to 8 p.m. on Wednesdays. It starts April 24th, and it might actually probably go to like 9 because I have a lot of information to share in two hours. It's going to go over chakras. I have a chakra webinar coming up this weekend, so it's going to go a little bit deeper into chakra healing um, using crystals, the energy of herbs, um, the history of Reiki and meditation. And um, there's one more thing that I, I can't, I can't think off the top of my head what else I incorporated, but all, all energy techniques. Oh, breath work. That's also what I added. Breath work because breath work with meditation, but how right. you can use these to heal your, your energetic body or maintain health of your energetic body so that you can also take care of your physical body, but also to get to um, practitioners who maybe don't use any of these tools or want to just deepen their knowledge in certain areas. Well, that's great. And is you still have openings for that so people can yeah, still sign actually, up for that? I, I don't think anybody signed up yet. Like I said, it's I don't. It doesn't start till April. So I told everybody yeah. to you know give some time. You, you have some time. I am going to keep it. I was going to keep it open and just allow all, as many people. But then I realized I'm giving them assignments because I want them to actually learn these techniques rather than right. just like read about them or hear them, they will have assignment from week to week and I have to read every assignment. So there will be a limit. I'm just going <laughs> to come in before the cutoff date, which I haven't set one yet. Um, and then I will just say it's no longer open because um, like I said, there's going to be things about whether they're for maybe like somebody really likes crystals and they don't like whatever. So they, they will have to further um, research certain things in terms of what they like and also work with certain, certain items. And I was, um, I have the base of the course, but I'm such an intuitive person that I like will do things like I'll build a base. And then until I download the knowledge of what I actually want to put in there, I don't have like the full box. You know what I mean? Like right. there's like the foundation and I know exactly what, and like, and then I like was walking around downloading all these things, like how part of it is um, when working with herbs, I'm going to have them feel 
to work with, pick an herb that they want to work with and, you know, feel the vibration of the herb and see how it feels and just like different things as the assignment so that people can start getting used to how, how personally they're affected by the energy of certain things and then how they can use that on their clients or just maybe family members. So tell everyone where they can find you. Synergy soul underscore on Instagram, www.synergysoul.org, or I also have a Facebook and it's Synergy Soul. Good. So you guys can go up there and sign up for her academy there as well as she offers individual readings, et cetera. So you can see how to interact with Brittany on any of those levels by going to her website and taking a look. And if you aren't following her on Instagram, go out and take a look. She does some daily readings, both live as well as making posts. And it's always, there's always some little great little nugget that comes through that I was like, I needed to hear that today. Go check her out. And we will be back again next month with another special Wednesday episode with Brittany because we decided that's what we want to do going forward. So stay tuned for that. And Brittany, thank you so much for your time today. I'm so happy that we got to get back together again. Yeah. Thank you, Sherry, for always inviting me.